and bless us. May his face shine on us, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the people praise you, God. May the people praise you. May all nations be glad and sing for your joy, for you rule peoples with equality and guide the nations of the earth. May people praise you, God. May peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest, God. Our God blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Thank you, thank you. Okay, good morning. Thank you so much, Sophie. All right. Whoa. New microphone, and it sounds new, doesn't it? We are so big time. So, um... Welcome to Antioch Community Church in Quincy. Uh, welcome to those of you who are at home watching us. My name is Danny Pierce. I'm the pastor here at Antioch. And uh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to worship with you. Uh, I am excited to see uh, how the Lord speaks to us, how he has been speaking through worship, uh, through his word, through our response. Um, yeah, it's just it's fun to gather together to, to hear the word of the Lord and worship together. Uh, before we jump in, <clears throat> it's kind of a, a bit of housekeeping uh, announcement, sort of. Uh, you may notice we have our children back in the room here today. If you didn't notice, give it like five seconds and you will hear it. Um, so it, some of you, we've, I've had conversations with people. I, I may have said something from the front. I don't uh, remember everything I say up here. Um, so just to give you an idea of, of what we're heading, obviously during COVID, we could not have Sunday school, so we just had the kids in the room and dealt with that. Um, start, uh, next week, our littler ones, one to, I forget what age, one to five, will be out of the room, and that will be every other week through August, okay? So every other week through August, they were actually out of the room last week as well. Uh, and, and then starting in September, we will have, I believe, right, that's our goal, in September we will have weekly classes. It is difficult to do it right now, uh, partly because families are going on vacation and we will end up having like no adults in the room because they'll be taking care of kids. Does that make sense? So every other week uh, through August, uh, the littler ones, ages one to five, will be out. There is one Sunday in August that our elementary school will be out. I don't remember the date off the top of my head, but you will find out. It'll be in some sort of announcement that you'll hear. So just in case you're wondering, what is the plan for these people and all their children? That is the plan. So starting in September, we will have weekly Sunday school classes um, for, for younger kids. Um, and so we will be able to um, uh, offer that to families. And we won't have to have our seats so far back uh, and, and we'll be able to fit more people even, Lord willing. Okay, so uh, let's jump in. You can open up your Bibles to Psalm 67. Thank you, Sophie, for reading it. Psalm 67. We are continuing our series uh, called Shaped by the Psalms. Looking at a variety of Psalms to try to uh, allow the Lord to shape us in a variety of ways. Right? There's a lot of different types of Psalms. We've talked about laments. We've talked about thanksgivings. We've talked about uh, praise, trust, faith. Uh, today is a slightly different sort of passage um, than, than what we've done. So we're just going to jump right on in. Um, sometimes, I don't know if you experience this, but when you're uh, reading the Bible, especially if you're on a Bible reading plan or you're reading through a chunk of Scripture, uh, you know when you run across a passage of Scripture 
uh, that, that seems relatively simple, right? Relatively easy to understand, uh, right? There, there's no, um, nothing particularly difficult to grasp, no major theological issue, um, that sort of thing. Uh, and I don't know about you, but oftentimes I just kind of fly right past those passages, right? You've read them a hundred times and it's relatively easy. It doesn't seem like it, it's worth the thought, if we're honest. No one ever says that, of course, but we just kind of go over it quickly. Sometimes, though, for me, I try to think this way. Um, those are sometimes my favorite passages to stop and just slow down, right? They seem easy or maybe you know them well. You've heard sermons on them. You've been reading them since you were a kid. And yet, in my experience, that if we stop and spend time just thinking about it, right? You just stare at the same words on the page over and over and over again. You'll start to notice things, right? You'll, you'll notice little details that you didn't think of before. You'll notice ideas or, or maybe like a, an assumption that's behind the text that you haven't really thought about, right? Um, and so things that are familiar or relatively easy, not that they become difficult, but that they kind of take on a different life, a different motivation for us to, to, to read it and learn it. So that's what we're going to do today, Psalm 67. Uh, this is going to be less of a teaching and, and more of uh, just taking some time to understand what motivated this psalm, right? It's a prayer. So what, what motivates this prayer to have been written? What motivates us to pray it? Does that make sense? Okay, so let's just jump in. Psalm 67. Uh, it's relatively simple, okay? Uh, basically, in a nutshell, it's God, bless us, so the whole world will know you. That's, that's pretty much the summary. Seven verses right there. We can go home and get an early lunch. Um, but let's just unpack some of the, the, the things here. We'll take a little time. Uh, one point. I've already said it, it's simple enough, but just to stop and think about this, right, is that God actually blesses his people. God blesses his people. He blesses them in very practical ways, right? If you go to verse, uh, verse 6, right, the, 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 the land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him, right? It, it seems like a random uh, thing to throw in there, right? Lord, bless us. May you be praised in all nations. We've got a harvest, right? One doesn't follow the other in our, our thought. But if, again, I think we get this. If you throw yourself in that society, in an agrarian culture, right? If you don't get a harvest, what happens? You die, right? The Lord has blessed us. We get to eat. Amen? Um, but it's not just that. It, it's actually... Uh, a blessing that goes on from generation to generation. Okay, now that, that is not explicitly stated, but how do I get there? Uh, you'll notice back in verse 1, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. Okay, some of you may pick this up. But what does this sound like? Does anyone know? I'm not going to make you call out the answer. Um, Lord, go to number six. I think I have that slide for this. This is picking up an ancient prayer, right? God gave this blessing. No, one more slide. Gave this blessing. Thank you. 
uh, to, to the leaders of Israel and said, pray this blessing over the people of Israel. You know this one probably. There's a good chance you know this. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So do you see in our psalm, the first verse, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. They're basically saying, God, thousands of years ago, who knows how long before this, you gave us a blessing. Will you do it again? Each generation that prays this thing, they're jumping in on this long train of prayer. God, will you please bless us? You told us you would. Please do it. Please do it again. So generation after generation is praying for the same blessing. Lord, be gracious to us. Shine on us. Turn your face toward us. If you read in the Psalms, sometimes God hides his face or in the prophets. That is bad news. Okay? When God hides his face from you, you are in trouble. Right? But they're praying, and God has told them, I will turn my face toward you. My face will shine on you. It's a prayer of blessing from generation to generation. And it's a simple prayer. right? It's, it's not complex. God gave them a prayer, and they pray it. But why? Right, right, so where is this heading? And again, it's not particularly difficult. Uh, it, it, we see this in this psalm and elsewhere. God blesses his people for the purpose of spreading that blessing to the world. Right? God blesses his people for the purpose of them spreading that blessing to the world. Uh, another, another passage of scripture. Remember, I was talking about what lies behind the text. Okay? Uh, go to Genesis 12, Mary. Thanks. I'm working Mary out this morning. Get your fingers ready. Okay. This was, uh, you may recall, God uh, choosing Abraham, right? Out of all the people in the nations, God grabbed Abraham and said, hey, I'm going to create a new people starting with you. Okay. So what does God say to him? I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. Get, the word, get ready for the word bless. You should count the number of times we say blessing today. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Right. God chooses Abraham to be the head of a new people. And he blesses him. And he blesses his descendants. But... The final goal, the end result that we're aiming for is that through Abraham, through his people, the blessing extends to all peoples, to all nations. God has never intended for his blessing to be contained with one people, with one group. That has never been his plan from the beginning. So this Psalm, Psalm 67 Again, it's relatively simple. None of this is earth-shattering. But you think about it, it is a, it's a psalm. It's a prayer that contains a blessing within a blessing. Right? It calls to mind this, this ancient blessing of the Lord be gracious to us, bless us, keep us, make his face shine on us. Right? It's a prayer that God will continue doing that. But that prayer for blessing stands within a greater prayer of blessing. 
that the love of God, that the blessing of God, that the knowledge of God would reach to the ends of the earth. Right. This is the reason for the second part of the prayer in verses 3 to 5. Right. May the peoples praise you, right, is, is what it says. May the peoples, and when the Bible says peoples, that S is important, because people could just mean the people who are here gathered here today. When the Bible says, may the peoples, it means like the nations, the different types of peoples out there. Some of your translations actually probably say nations, okay? May they praise you, right? Why? Because it, it, God rules justly, rightly. He is good. He guides his people. It's that blessing within a blessing. The goal here, the prayer for God to bless his people is never the end goal. It is so that blessing extends to the peoples of the earth. I want to pause for one second. And I don't know if you ever do this when you're reading scripture. But do you ever ask the question, did God hear this prayer? Right? Did God listen like the first time that people got up and prayed this prayer. Again, we don't know who wrote this and when they wrote it. But the first time they stood up and said, hey guys, I think God put a prayer in my heart. Here it is. Let's pray it. And they prayed it. Did God listen? Did they ever go home from prayer meetings and be like, so did we just spin our wheels or something happening? Right? I won't make you raise your hand, but I'm going to guess that some of us in this room have felt that way before. Right? Are we just praying, saying the words? Is God listening? Is God going to do something? Right? Thousands of years ago, God's people began praying this prayer, Psalm 67. And really, what are they praying? What lies behind that is, is that for God to be faithful to his promises. Right? He said he would bless his people, and he said that blessing would extend to all peoples of the earth. And for thousands of years now, God has stayed true to that original promise. Proof. How do we know this is true? I suppose there's a few different ways, but look around this room right now, and what you see is proof that God heard this prayer. Do you understand that? What you, look around. This is, I mean, these, the people gathered here today, we are proof that God has heard this prayer. Right? None of us were born into the kingdom. None of us have a rightful claim to being sons or daughters of God. And yet, here we are. Think about the, the nations. Like, uh, I mean, we have a few different nations where people were born. I'm looking around the room. I can see a few different places, a few different continents represented. And even for those of us who were born here in America, you go farther enough back, and where are we, right? We're in a bunch of different countries all around the earth. None of whom, as far as I know, when this psalm was first written, had any inkling of the one true God. Right? And yet, here we are. Why? Because God promised. Right? He promised his people that he would bless them and through them would bless the nations of the earth. That the knowledge of his salvation would spread from Jerusalem all the way to the end of the world. That all nations would have those who would be adopted as sons and daughters of the king. Right? That was a promise. His people prayed into that promise and we here today are evidence that he listened. Right? Yay! We, get to, we are part of the proof. Right? So there's something underlying all this that uh, uh, we know, but we, I think we need to be reminded of. 
Um, so God is not, I frequently use this phrase when I'm teaching, God is not some uh, cosmic vending machine, right? Where you press the button and God says, here you go, you get what you want, right? So it's like you just pop in some quarters or whatever vending machines take these days. It's been a while, right? And you press the button, you get the soda of choice. There you go. That's not how God works. He's not just a blessing factory, okay? What underlies all of this is that God reveals himself. Or put it a different way, God wants to be known. He wants us to know him. He wants the peoples of the earth to know him. Right? John 17.3 is one of those really, is, I don't have a slide for this one, Mary, don't worry. Uh, John 17.3 is one of these verses I go back to frequently to remind myself of why, why any of us uh, have been adopted as children of God. And Jesus is praying, actually, and he talks about eternal life. Now, this is eternal life. That they, meaning his followers, would know God and would know the one he sent. That is Jesus. Eternal life, right? The promise we have been given is knowing God. Is knowing God. God wants to be known. Let me just look, look at going back to here, Psalm 67. This is the prayer, right? May we be blessed so your ways may be known on earth so that your salvation be known among all nations so that all the ends of the earth will fear the Lord. Right? God wants to be known. He wants to be known. And here's the thing, guys. We actually, we gathered here today, have an advantage over the people who first prayed this psalm. It sounds almost heretical to say we have a leg up on people who wrote the Bible, but we kind of do. Because we know how God's salvation has been revealed to the ends of the earth. Okay? Uh, Sunday school answer. How do we know this? Jesus. That's right. When in doubt, you just say Jesus. Okay? When they were praying this prayer, they didn't know. God, may your salvation be seen to the ends of the earth. Okay? Now, maybe some of those people had an inkling, they, right? Prophets and things. But most people who prayed this prayer probably had no idea that God himself would come to earth as a child, live on this planet, uh, teach the word of God, heal people, set people free from demons and sicknesses, restore people's lives, die for their sins, rise from the dead so that death would have no power over them, and ascend to heaven and wait for the day for him to return. Guys, that is the salvation that he is making known to the ends of the earth, and we get to see it happen. We know how God is revealing this. We know how he's answering this prayer. Because we know Jesus. We know Jesus. Not because we've earned it, not because we've done something to deserve it, but because through God and his people, the blessing of knowing him has been made known through the ends of the earth. This is good news, man. This is good news. So let's just review, right? God blesses his people generation after generation. People of God stand up and say, Lord, you said you would make your face shine on us. Do it again. God blesses us, though, for the purpose of spreading that blessing to the world around us. And God blesses all nations, all peoples. Why? Because the ultimate goal, the final thing we're looking for is to know him, is to know the Lord. So 
part of one of my questions for us is, is do we believe that these things I'm saying, do we believe they're still true? Are they still true? Or are they just words on a page? Right. So why, why pray? Why pray for not just this church, Antioch Quincy? I hope you do. That the Lord would bless us. But why pray for the churches around us? Why pray for the, the churches throughout the earth? It's not for our sake. It's not so that we can have a bigger crowd. It's not so we can have more kids in this room, although that's great too. Right? We're praying because the ultimate goal is that all peoples will see the salvation of our Lord and will know Him. So this is what we're going to do in response today. Um, and I want to encourage us. Is, is this, so this is a participatory, is that a word? Participatory response. We're not just going to passively sit there. We're going to pray. Uh, and, and I'll explain it in just a second. But as we're doing that, I, I actually I was feeling this when we were praying before the service. Uh, let's remind ourselves when we're praying that we are actually joining in on a prayer that God's people have been praying for thousands of years. We are not the first people to think this up. Okay, Just as we were a part of the nations that did not know him and have been adopted into his family, we're just going to take some time to pray the same. Okay, So what we're going to do, uh, it might actually, and I know there are kids in the room, get your kids to pray with you. How about that? Don't exclude them. They can learn to pray too. Uh, would be great as if we could kind of maybe huddle up okay in groups of two or three and just start praying pray that the lord would bless his people but specifically let's pray that the peoples of the earth if you want to focus locally how many nations are represented here just in the quincy area a lot okay start praying for people people you know uh you know different immigrant groups whatever it might be but just start praying in groups of people that God would bless us, but more importantly, that his salvation, that Jesus would be known in these different groups. So we're going to pray for a little bit. Uh, you can go ahead. Can we stand up if you're able to, if you'd like to? I'll pray for us. Uh, and then we're going to join in. Kelly will kind of call us back in when it's, when, we're, when it's time. So Father in heaven, we ask that your spirit would come this morning, Lord. We ask that you would inspire the prayers in our hearts. You would uh, be covering the words that come out of our mouth, Lord. And we're praying with gratitude and with confidence that you have always heard the cries of your people. That your desire is not just to bless us, but it is to bless the world around us. Lord, we pray that today we would come before you with excitement in our prayers, that you hear and you answer. Okay, so just go ahead, get in groups of two, three, whatever works for you. Get your